With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, guys, if you guys are joining me here this morning at HCOC Studios here in the city of Plano, Texas, we'll get started this morning. You know, I actually early bird show. I'm going to be with you too long. Wanted to know we had a beautiful time last night at high Christmas dinner and actually a play with uh, uh, Pastor Julian and his lovely wife last night. The whole congregation came together and gave some uh, magnificent uh, displays of Christmas in terms of what the Word of God has to say about Christmas and what's the meaning of Christmas. All these things brought great information as to not get uh, taken the Bible in the sense of getting uh, crossed up with, with astrology or getting crossed up with um, scientists, but understand and realize that the Christ came here for a purpose and it was the only purpose, and not to be examined in such a way uh, to try to fit some kind of scientific program or event or place, but know that he was born and uh, he came to give us life that we may have the right to the tree of course. You know, the time he came, was all types of uh, powerful miracles, signs, wonders, and all these things that took place during the course of time. Christ had to prove that he was the son of Messiah, uh, the son of man. Well, he was the Messiah. We always know that. But let's go ahead and get ourselves in position here. We're going to talk about how, um, you know, sometimes we run into lading things, um, burdens, things that try to hit us to make us feel other than what God has said. And God, he got a plan for that. It's all like the saying in the book of um, John. John says in John 10, 10, you know, um, uh, talking about, he talks about you know, how the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But we're going to look at it in a different way, the same way he's saying it in John 10, 10, but he's coming back in Matthew 11. And that 28th verse is saying it a little bit different. So let's break off into the studies. Hear what the Word of God has to say this morning as we move forward. Thank the wife of one of God, uh, Pastor Patty Ellis, a great woman God here at HNLC Studios, and all those who uh, uh, keep her surrounded, keep her lifted up as being a woman of God, the work she's doing. She's more grateful uh, to that uh, from you guys who help keep her supported in our prayers, of course, as always. Let's go ahead and get a chance to open up with prayer. And get ourselves in position. Let's see what the word of God is speaking on that's coming this morning here at HNLC Studios. Okay, let's see what's going on here. Father God, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you for this time, this moment, in the mighty and maximus name of Jesus Christ. 
But even as we get to bow our heads before you, Father God, we ask you to give us wisdom, direction, revelation, understanding, guidance, and knowledge through the Holy Spirit. Let us come to know and understand to you, Father God, there's nothing that can't be done. According to your word, is there anything too hard for you to do? So, Lord, we look to you who is the author, and you are the finisher and designer and engineer of our faith. Father God, you show us the way we have to go. When we come to what we see, these, these uh, what we call these tedious uh, tasks, these shadows of these valleys of death, we don't seem to know which way to go, Father. In the midst, you will always deliver us. You always give us escape route. And so, Father God, we thank you for that. In your precious and powerful and mighty name, we pray, Lord. Amen. I'm going to get myself in position here. For those who are going ahead and get your Bibles ready here, we're going to go to the book of Matthew, uh, chapter um, 11. And we're going to look at a couple more different chapters as we go along here. We're going to hear what the Word of God is speaking. Let's come for me. I'm going to pull the music all the way back as we go forth. And let's just go ahead and get into the Word this morning. As I say, once again, it's a blessing for you guys to be with me here at HNLC Studios. Let's go down to the book of um, Matthew 11. Let's kind of dissect this a little bit and get a real good understanding about, you know, what it's saying. Because it plays a lot of role with me and you and how we are um, in our life as we go forth. When you're burdens and having problems, as I say, orange cones, ditches, proclivities, ups, downs, you know, whoop de doos God's made a promise to each and every one. Those who believe and trust in him, you know, he will never leave you or forsake you. He'll be always there with you. But you got to trust him in the midst of going through these different challenges and changes. You got to believe that God is always there. He says in the 27th verse, we look at this carefully. See, all things are delivered unto me. This is 11, 27. It's in the King James Version. You remember he says it. He said, all things are delivered, un delivered unto me. Of my father, and he's making a statement that all things are delivered unto me of my father. Now, he says in an amplifier version, I tell you, that says in the amplifier version, look at this again. Let me kind of push over to the amplifier version, look at this also in the amplifier before we go on down to this. Come on, this first part of this particular uh, 27th, 11th, 27th, says a lot about how God will take care of you. It really lines up with uh, Psalm 46, you know, an accurate prayer accurate worship God's always understanding and realize no matter what the situation may be as we go out go to the King James Version let's look at this again in the 27th verse we're closely all things are delivered unto me of my father now he's telling some that and no man knows the son but the father neither knows the son for the father saves the son and he who whoever the Son will reveal to him. Listen to how he's saying this. Let's take it in the Amplified Version. Let's make it a little closer here. Make a, uh, <clears throat> a clear analogy list. All things have been entrusted. You know, where did God talk about? You trust in the Lord. You lean not to your own understanding. You acknowledge God. Remember, according to Jeremiah 29 11, he knows everything. He knows the thoughts. He knows the plans that he has for you. Jesus said, I'm on here on earth. With John chapter 14. Notice what he says in John chapter 14. If you stay right there in Matthew 11 and 27, go to John chapter 14. I'm going to show you something in John chapter 14. Uh, let's kind of tally over here, John chapter 14. Let's take our time here and look at this real carefully as the Holy Spirit gets uttered to this. Jesus says the word about his actually um, overseer. He didn't say it was man. 
he said that was his father who's in heaven. You know, the word of God talks about that in the book of Matthew in the model prayer. If you read the model prayer in Matthew 6 and at 10, you'll see Jesus talk about when you pray. You see him over in the book of Luke 11 during the course of time when John the Baptist's disciples are praying or when they say, well, they say, cease from praying. And they came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, you know, John baptized more than you. So they looked at it as a competition, but it wasn't Jesus trying to get them to understand your relationship with Christ is individual. He said, when you pray, you pray our Father who art in heaven. This is in Luke chapter 11. But the model prayer in Matthew chapter 6 says the same thing, really the same thing. Our Father who art in heaven. In other words, when you come to Christ, in the midst of all your problems and proclivities and situations, you got to honor God first because you come into one who said his word in, uh, what is it, uh, Jeremiah 32 and 17. My stretched out arms, I created the heavens and the earth. Is there anything too hard for me to do? Many of you talk with God, but he's yet with the son who's in flesh. The word has now become flesh. So as God said in Jeremiah 32 and 17, the Old Testament, is there anything too hard to me to do? He says the same thing through his son because the son is him. He's here in the earth in the flesh proven to you. According to the book of Hebrews 12, that he's the author. Come on, somebody. And he's a finisher. What? Of your faith. But in the midst of him being all those things to you, you got to have a hope and expectation to believe and declare and decree that there's nothing too hard for a creator, a designer, an engineer of all things mimic design and engineer for you to be just like him he made you to be just like him so in the midst of you going through the challenges and changes the word of god comes back over in hebrews 11 he makes it strong he makes a very strong statement he said in the midst of this walk you're going to have to have faith faith is a substance notice what he said it's a substance of things hoped for the substance of things hoped for I got to believe and see what God said I could have, which is a substance. Even though I don't see it, I know with the hope and expectation, God will bring it to evidence. He'll bring it to what? To reality. He says, now faith is in the Hebrews 11. We just kind of running off over here, dealing with Matthew 11, and we was at 14, and now we're in Hebrews 11. So Matthew 11, for those who just come in, going to do a lot, just do, just do a recap. Just for those who come there, make sure you, you're on board with where we're going with this and what we're talking about this uh, particular area of scripture. As we go back over to the book of um, uh, Matthew uh, 11 in the King James Version, Jesus made a word right here. It says in the 27th verse, all things are delivered unto me, look here, of my father. No man knoweth the son, look here, no M-A-N. No man knows the son. That's why he says over in the book of 1 Corinthians, but we don't get there, but we'll talk about Corinthians. Corinthians said these things have already been written. Their eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Now he's putting man totally out of the equation. So he says, all things are delivered unto me of my father. Now Jesus said, what I know, I know what my father know. And what man knows, they don't know what my father know. Because my father over the spirit. But if you're led in the spirit, according to the book of Galatians, then you'll understand everything he brought unto me to spiritually discern. So we look at this. All things are delivered unto me of my father or by my father. No man knoweth the, no man knoweth the son but the father. 
that now, now Christ knew who the father was. I mean, who the son was, because he delivered the son. We know the situation with Zechariah in the temple. We know the visitation of the angel. We know his wife Elizabeth bearing. We know he came forth, had the son John, and John came forth, a forerunner for Jesus Christ. We see the process of John baptizing down there uh, at the pool, and we see the process of he makes a statement in John one twenty nine. Uh, when Jesus comes along, see that is the one who's going to take away all the sins of the world. So we're looking at Revelation here, not just for me teaching you stuff education. I'm letting you see in your life. It already been designed for you, not what man says, but what God says. For you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Your eyes will be open from the kernel to the supernatural. You'll see things wholly different, totally different. You'll walk different. You'll talk different. Your ways are different. The Bible says when a man ways pleases God or woman ways. Look here. No stipulations. Nothing in between. No happy. No, none of this, this stuff we hear out here. Just to make it sound good, you say it's got to be through the Holy Spirit, and the evidence is going to be the signs, wonders, and miracles. Some people just teach you education to the ground, and that's all you'll get. You'll never receive the gravitation of the power of the illumination of what the Holy Spirit could do for your life, because they never received it. So what they talk about the Holy Ghost, but they hadn't received the Holy Ghost. If they had, they'll move. And that Bible says, these signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who believe. Mainly it's just education, teaching from a book, this, that, and no wonders, no signs, no power, no deliverance whatsoever. It's just man-made substance. He says once again in 27, we're going to go forth for those who just come in. Thank you for Africa. Thank you for India. Thank you for all you guys who are coming in from the different European states, all those in the USA. God bless you guys for being here. We're going to move forward here because we don't have much time. It says in the 27 verse, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth many men the Father, save the Son in the, uh, save the, save the Son and he, the whoever the son will reveal to, uh, will reveal him. Now, now, on this part, the reason I stacked right here just a little, I just want to say something. He said, neither knoweth any man the father. That means that, um, am I God that I should allow? Son of a man that I should have to pay. Commandments become the blessed. Cannot reverse. You know, it goes back to Isaiah, 50, uh, what is Isaiah 55, 8, 9, 10. My ways, your ways. My thoughts, your thoughts. My plans, your plans, you know, uh, it has been written. Eyes have not seen. Is All this comes into play with this because Jesus is actually in this position. He's giving himself a position saying, hey, look, that when I come to do the work, man can't pre-perceive this work. He may have been predestined to do the work, but as he received the Holy Spirit, he by no means can complete any assignment based on any humanology, human information, human understanding. It has to come through the Spirit. Galatians tells the same thing. Walk in the spirit that you won't fulfill the lust and the desires of the flesh. Because the flesh lusts it against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. There's a fight there. That's contrary. When you get on your knees, pray, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Look, all of his righteousness goes back to Psalms 84, 11. Okay, no good thing 
will I withhold from you. So where does that put you? Walking in all the commands, all the statutes, and all the precepts. So God said there's nothing he can hold from you because your way now pleases him. But let's, let's go ahead down here. All things are delivered unto me of my Father. No man knows the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father, save the Son. And he that whosoever the Son will reveal him. Now, now this, this 27 will hold us for a while. Because this 27 is bouncing me back over here to the area of looking at John 14. John chapter 14. If you turn it quickly. Look at John chapter 14. Let's look at something in John chapter 14. So I'm moving swiftly. Let's read it here. Now, PowerPoint teaching at the same time, but we, we, we actually going to move here. John chapter 14, in that particular 10th verse. Look at the 10th verse in 14 and 10. Believe it or not that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Okay, there's a question mark there. Let's look at this, let's look at this in the Amplified edition. So we get a real good, clear understanding of what it says in the Amplified version. Over in John 14, <clears throat> excuse me, John 14 and 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father? Now, now, this part right here, do you not believe that I'm in the Father? Now, we want to make a, we want to pinpoint this and want to make an accurate understanding about this. Not education, but I'm teaching revelation. Man can come to its theology what he wants, but you listen to what I'm telling you because it's going to help you. Do you not believe that I'm in the Father? If I don't believe that Jesus is who he say is and the Father is in him, why would he say the words who he's saying? And go back over to the book of Matthew 11. Look what it says in the, in the 27 verse. All things are delivered unto me of my father. So it, the father's in him. And no, look here, no man knows the son. So men are going to compete with the arguments and they feel that what they feel is right. The Pharisees, the Sanhedrins, all those people are what you call a natural council. But Jesus coming from a realm uneducated by any man unless you know how to tap into it. And the only way you're going to tap into it is you got to surrender to the Holy Spirit. You got to give your life to Christ. This is why Jesus taught in parables because it's people who understand the Holy Spirit. It's for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Do you understand what I'm saying? The only way it can be revealed to you is through the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't want to push this to this point, but, but the Holy Spirit moves on this. If we go to the area of Corinthians, now it's, it's going to add because it adds as you go and it gives you revelation, illumination, information, and direction as it proceeds to go forth and unfold the manifold blessing that's already been given unto you. This has been given to you according to the Father. It's for you to have this life and have it more abundantly. Paul makes it very strong in terms about the physical aspect of seeing the word of God. He said, but I, but in First uh, Corinthians, well, no, I'll leave it there. First Corinthians, the second chapter, most of you know this. In the second verse, but we're going to make sure you see something different. But it has been written. It's an already authenticated word that came through the kingdom. No man can rewrite the scriptures. It's already been written. It's been designed and engineered for your behalf to understand this. He said, your eyes have not seen. That means that it, it, the purpose, it, the vision you have not, it's not the kingdom vision. It's a natural vision. But that's another vision God's going to give you. It's a supernatural vision. That you see beyond the things you see naturally. He said, no, I have not heard your ears, nor in it to the heart of any man the things that God has prepared. Look here. He's prepared this for you if you believe in him. Jeremiah 1 and 5, for you was born, created, designed, engineered. God called you to be a prophet before the nation. He didn't make no junk. He prepared you strictly 
to go down here and be what you call a mimic or conduit to do the work that Christ called you to, a representative, a solid representative, not a schizophrenic representative, but a solid representative. God has prepared them that who love him. Now, that's when you obey all the commands and statutes. If you don't understand that process, God loves you when you obey. When you please his man, when God pleases, uh, when you, when man pleases God, then he gives them desires of their heart. Now, look at the 10th verse. But it has to be revealed. This thing's got to come through revelation. It can't come through education. It's not through seminary. It ain't no problem with you going there, but it can't come through seminary. This is not a scribe or Pharisee type thing. It's not education. It's illumination. It's infinity information and infinity doctrine to a point that it has to come strictly from Jesus Christ. And the only way you're going to receive it is you got to give in to him. You got to be in the will of God. You got to confess the model prayer. You got to understand the process he says in Romans 10, 8, 9. What says thou, the word of God is near use in a mouth. You confess the word of God. Believe it in your heart. You begin to be changed, transformed. The Bible talks about in Romans chapter 12. I beseech thee therefore, brother, by the mercies of God. Present your body, living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, that of a reasonable soul. Be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed. Come on, somebody. By the renewing of your mind. And you got to understand the process of what Apostle Paul was really speaking over in the book of Galatians. Paul says something strong in Galatians to the point it just, it just mesmerizes an individual who don't understand. Because Paul said, I'm a dead man walking. When Paul said, I'm a dead man walking, they mean these things that I'm giving on to you can't be revealed by a natural human substance. He, he made it very clear in 2 and 20. 2 and 20 says, here I am crucified. And this is Galatians 2 and 20. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Now, right there, he, the, the highest form of crucifixion or Roman um, uh, sentences is crucifixion. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live what by faith of the Son of who? God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So somebody paid the price for you. So I'm just going to say you owe them to come down here on earth and be a conduit the way he wants you to be. You here to obey all his commands and all his precepts and all his statutes. To believe and understand you walk with the power and authority of the Holy Spirit. But he also says in the book of Galatians, the only way you're going to get this is by the Spirit. It's not by education. It's not by how good you can talk. It's not how good you can entertain the crowds. Your mega arenas are Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Builders and names and titles. It ain't got nothing to do with that. But yet men are still holding on to that as if it's going to be the prized possession before they come into the kingdom. God, wrong, wrong again. Listen to what he says. He said, but his written eyes have not seen, ears have heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of any man of God. He has prepared for those that love him. Look what he says in the 10th verse. But God has revealed them unto us by what his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deepest things of God. Now, the spirit. Now, notice what he says in the 11th verse. For what a man knows the things of a man. Notice what he's telling you. He puts man totally out of the picture. 
when the word comes come back in Matthew, uh, Numbers 23, 19 to 20, pretty much says the same thing. Matthew uh, 19, uh, yeah, Matthew 23, 19 to 20 says, I'm not a God that I shall lie, nor am I a son of a man. So he puts man flushed totally out of scripture. The only way it can come through is through the Holy Spirit. So he says in the 11th verse, when a man knows the things of a man, look what he says, save the spirit of the man, which is in him. Everybody needs to have salvation. We're actually born in the world with the mind to understand to follow Christ. But we also come with the process of understanding and leaning toward things that seem more physically right to us than spiritually. Because when you see something physical, I don't have to have faith for that. I can, I can, I can receive that because I can see it. So Hebrews makes a different twist about that. Hebrews comes back and just kind of flips it on you and tells you over in Hebrews, faith is a substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. By the elders obtain a good report. What did they do? We show how they done. Look at Hebrews, look at the the the, uh, he, the book of Hebrews, the man of faith. Shishkabah burned, believed, and declared the creed they had a better life and death and lived the life when they was living here on earth. So they knew and understand my life is better if I'm away from here. By faith, we understand that the world was formed by words. God created, God designed, God engineered. Can I show you something here? I know we're kind of pushing over on some things here, but I want to make sure we, uh, we're we going to be in there 100% in terms of what we're doing. <clears throat> Go to the book of Genesis. I'm going to sip on this coffee, y'all. If y'all don't mind that, that's okay. We'll get a little dry here. Okay, look at Genesis. Look at Genesis. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Let me set this back down here for you guys here. Look at Genesis chapter 1. Look at Genesis chapter 1 and look at the um, 26th verse. Look what it says in the 26th verse. And God said, let man... He said, God said, and, and let us make man in our own image. Now that's you. Let us make man. God said, let's make man our own image. After our likeness. And let them have what? Dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle and over all the earth. Now he gave you right there superiority, performance. He gave you strictly illumination. There's nothing on earth that you ain't supposed to be able to tame. James back on the New Testament talking about one thing that men lack from taming is the tongue. And he says that it's the life and death is in that. You choose it. But if you understand who God is in your life, then your tongue will speak the things that profess the truth over your life. That means you prophesy stuff over your own life. Because of what the word of God says. The word of God says once again in um, Genesis 1 and 26. And we're going to break this back again because I know we got to go. We got to go. God said, let them be men in my own image. After the likeness. And let them have dominion over the earth of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man. Listen to what he's saying. Look how he puts you in position. It's almost the same thing he's telling you all over again with the, inst with the installation of the gift of Jeremiah 1 and 5. God created man in his own image. Now, we're just like him. We, we, we're, we're sons of God. We're heirs, as it says in Romans. We're, we're joint heirs. That means we're not no garbage can. You can't throw anything in us if we truly understand who he is. You, 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 you can't, I can't come to church and receive a bunch of words with no demonstration. 
I'm not coming to performances. I'm not walking into no arena for a game plan. I got to know who I am when I come in and when I come up out of here, the cares of the world can't snatch nothing up out of me because I've been solidly designed and engineered to do the work to bring those out of the traps, the boat houses, the different, to bring them into the kingdom. That's what I'm designed to do. And the word of God said, we go out two by two. And guess what? If they don't receive us in, shake the dust. You can't, you, those who have an ear, they will hear. And you keep moving. You keep doing. Those who don't hear, okay, that's a time for them. Those who will hear, then God has promised what he'll do for them. That's why he said he came. You come just like that. You come to give people life through the word of God. that They may have life and have life more abundantly. It's not for you to give them some kind of creative words to make them feel good emotionally. You got to set the people up for war. It's a war going out here. We fight not against flesh and blood, against spiritual wickedness, but in high places. Let me finish this in the 27th verse. So God created him in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. That's, that's, that's get a hold of that right there. I'm not going to doctor on that right now. Male and female created him. And God blessed them and said unto them, be what? Fruitful and multiply. The only way you can do is to a man and a woman. That's the only way. That's the only way. I believe that right there. That's the only way you can do it. And replenish the earth and subdue it. And look at have dominion, which is power, supremacy, and authority over the seas, over the fowls of the air, over every living thing that moves upon what? The earth. Look at the 29th verse. And God said, Behold, I have given unto you every herb-bearing seed. Or some say every yield-bearing seed. Every herb-bearing seed upon the, upon the face of the earth. Everything is yours. Everything is yours. Every tree in which the fruit, in which the, what is the fruit of a yielding seed, you, it shall be, it shall be met. That's yours. Go back over to twenty-eight verse. Let's go back to twenty-eight verse. Stick here for a minute. Now I got to get out of here. I know I'm saying this. So I got to go, but the Holy Spirit moves on this. Look what it said. And God said to men, said to them, God said unto them, be fruitful. Look at this word. Underline this. Multiply. Multiply. What's he said? He said the word replenish. Let's mark those words. Let's, let's make a good idea. Let's make sure we stay on this. Replenish the earth. Subdue it. Look at Have dominion over what? The flesh of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every creeping thing that moveth upon the face of Oh, and been moved up on the earth. That's that verse right there. That's total. That's total. That's total. And that's total power over everything. How do I receive that? Galatians five and sixteen. Let's look at fourteen first. Fourteen says in five and fourteen. But um, make sure we get here when we get um, five. Galatians five and fourteen. Uh, yeah, five and fourteen. I'm sorry that they delayed it just a little bit. Got kind of pushed back here. Five and fourteen says all the law of the kingdom, all the law of the kingdom is all based on what one word, and what's that one word? It's love. You can't go around biting, kicking, scratching, devouring your brother or sister and expect to get blessed. In other words, what's what's the word of God said? You can't beat up on your sister and brother and expect to get blessed. 
don't care if they're white, blue, brown, orange, whatever color they are. Because it has a law in the kingdom. The law must be fulfilled, according to the book of Galatians 5 and what, 14. It's a law. It's a law. It's a kingdom law. If you walk in the kingdom, you got to be the law of the kingdom. For all the law in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thou thyself. If you disobey the law, you're going to continue on in verse 15. You're going to bite, you're going to devour one another, you're going to kick, scratch, all this stuff. God said, but that ain't right what you're supposed to do. He's about then walking in the spirit. That's going to pull you away from that thing that diametrically opposes the law of God. The flesh. You understand what I'm saying? Corinthians comes back and lets you know in Corinthians. These words has been written in Corinthians 19, in Corinthians uh, 2 and 9. It has been written that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of any man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Why? Look here, the 10th verse. But God has revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deepest things of God. Now look at the 11th verse. For man only knows the things of the man, but no man knows the things of the Spirit. Save the Spirit which is in him. You got to get yourself together. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty eight. First, let a man examine himself. The see if it's the faith. Am I on there? 11, 28? Let's, let's look at that. Let's look at that. Don't give you anything that's going to actually pull you away and out of what I'm teaching you here. Because I want to make sure I get here. 11. It's good. 1 Corinthians 11. Let's see. 11, 28. Am I in there? I believe I'm there. But not only. Ex not only. First, let me examine. You got to do an MRI on yourself. People know what they have in them. They just don't know how to get rid of it. Because the minute the flush crawls, that thing jump right back up. Smile in your face on every program, every picture you see, but that's some things lurking beneath the surface. You got to get It's The Holy Spirit is the only one that can root that out of you. He can root you out. Root that sin out of you. That's what the power of God does for you in your life. The Bible says in the 11th verse of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, 2nd chapter, 11th verse, man only knows the things of a man. Everything a man's created, wrote, and done is only done by him. He gets married from men, not married from God. God looks upon him, but it all depends on how he handles himself when he gets it. Because God will get no man his honor. But man look for honor. That's why the word of God, Peter, that's what Peter said. But who do I say I am? Peter said who he was. Because Jesus wasn't back. I'm Jesus Christ. I'm the man. I'm da 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 da. They knew who the son of Messiah was. They knew who the son of man was. They just wanted to recognize him. So when you're walking in the power and authority and demonstration, they have no choice but to deny you. That's why Jesus said over John 14, believe it not that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. If you don't believe me, watch the work. Just watch the work. I ain't got to run bragging about telling you who I am. Just watch the work. Believe me that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me. And else believe me for the very works themselves. If you cannot trust me at this, then trust the works of my father. His name convenience you. It's the power that's coming through him. So the word of God makes all this very clear and distinctive. When you come back over to the book of Matthew uh, chapter 11, he makes sure that he reads from the 28th verse on down. We got to go. Come unto me all who in levy, all you are, all you are that are labored. But heavy laden, heavy laden work, pressure. When we talk about 1128, just just to tap on 1128, go after 1128. I know I've been telling you guys for five minutes. That's telling the story. If I keep telling you, I'm going to go and I'm still here. I better stop. I better, I better go and do it like I tell y'all do. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go, go, go. But the Holy Spirit, is, it's, it's a beacon system. 
So when I told him I got to let him go, I got to let him go. Okay, 1128. Look at 1128. 1120 says, I come unto me all ye that labor. And I'm heavy laden. What is the definition of labor? Heavily loaded down. The word of God declared you put yokes on the back of the people. You don't yourself don't raise a hand to take them off. So that's what religion does. Puts a weight on you. Overloads you. Overweights you. It burdens you. It weights you down. He comes back in that same verse and he says, okay. Labor. All heavy laden. Now, what is laden? Pretty much the same thing. Loaded, burden, overwhelmed. What does labor do? Work especially hard physically. God never designed you to be that way. He said, I came to have life, have life more abundantly. He, now, don't, I ain't saying you got to be lazy. He said, overworked, overtoiled, overemployed, overextended, overexhausted, overindustricized. Can't get up and do nothing. Just don't have any kind of strength to do nothing. Just messed up. Just, just lazy. The word of God says over in the 29th, verse 11, 29, or in Matthew 11, 29, take my yoke. Look what he's saying. Put all that stuff upon me. I want to give you the rest that you need. The rest in which way? The rest where you don't have to keep on going through these heavy uh, changes and things in life. In the book, in the, um, in this, um, and it's amplified in PC version. He take your yoke upon me and learn from me. That means cast all your cares on him. Cast all your cares from him. If you take your yoke and put it all up on the, the word of God, up on the shoulders of God, God said, now nah, I'm going to show you how to handle this stuff. Frat not yourself because of evildoers. What's that, Psalm 37? No, but I said because of workers of iniquity. He says in 1129, look what he said. Take my yoke upon and learn of me. For I am gentle, meek, humble, lonely, in heart. And you will find rest, relief. Come on, man, oh God. In ease, refreshment. All this God want to give you. He, re he just recreate the blessings of your soul. He reacts to you in a totally different way than what man. See, man's job is to put burdens on you, burden you down, beat you down, beat you down, just beat you down. They want to make you feel so bad that you can't be perceived to do the work that Christ called you to do. 29th verse once again. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. For I am meek and lonely in heart. And you shall find what? R-E-S-T. Into what your soul, a lot of people's souls are disturbed. They look one way on the outside, they're totally different on the inside, especially this Christmas season. Everybody's worried about, you got the wrong reason. What the Christmas season is all about. You all be celebrating, fasting, and praying. Yeah, they did exchange gifts. That's fine, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying, what is the true meaning? Is it cutting down a tree? Is it putting up lights? I put up lights for the decoration of my children. But I also understand the reason why I laid it down just as they laid down uh, the, the leaves, uh, the palm trees when Jesus came in. So we laying down during the course of time, even though we know the 25th is not his birthday according to the Jewish calendar, but we did see him give gifts. The astrologer talks about the stars. 
We all understand that was something that the stars that land up to the stars land up every certain time of the year and bring a bright star. We see that mostly all the time now. In this thing of time. Talk about these eclipses and stuff that's going on. Don't let scientific things twist you. The Bible is not a Scientology book. It's a word of life. It's to get you to understand that Christ and what he have done for you and your life is always inside of you. Find him on the inside of you. Christ is on the inside of you. It's not some kind of show. I'm talking about performance. It's not in all the stuff that we see that's going on. It's not cutting down trees and making them. I mean, I'm telling you, I got a Christmas tree up here. But it's not in that. If you know who you are and what he's done for you, Christ will show you the very things he had in the store for you. Man, the woman God, it's always a pleasure. You guys to be with me at HNLC Studio. It's just a blessing. I thank God for you guys. Father God, I thank you for all the men and women of God who are stepping out of the home this morning to go to a place of uh, worship. Father God, even when they step in the house of God, let them not go in there for anything other than to know more about who you are in the upcoming season. Father God, we're fastly approaching the 2020 season. For all those who seem to be outside of the will, Father God, bring them in, help them to understand and realize you're always there, Father God, in the midst of every situation, every proclivity, and every problem. Father God, there's nothing too hard for you to do. All those in the midst of fasting and praying as I have been doing, Father God, we ask you to open up illumination more, storing towards, Father God, that things that we need to come from the kingdom of God. All those who are sour in heart, Father God, change them before it's too late. Let them realize and understand, Father God, you don't have to be old to get out of here. A lot of people leave very young. So, Father God, we ask you in the name of Jesus, you know, respectful God, and everything that we pray for those out here, Father God, that's going through challenges and changes, Lord, help them. Let them know and realize that you're still the Father. And you provide everyone that needs according to your riches and glory. They may exchange a physical gift, Father God, but the natural gift that we need is the gift of the heart. To know and understand and realize that you are God. Father God, give them the gift of love. Open up their heart, Father God. Take away all the pain, the problems, the circumstances, the proclivities that's in their life and going on around their life. Then they may do and understand, Father God, you're always in control. Father God, these things we speak not of ourselves, but the power of the Most High God. In the mighty and impotent name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray, Lord. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you guys for being with us this morning here at HNLC Studios. We're ready for the woman of God coming at 1045. You got my young daughter coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. We're going to kick back in at 1130 uh, when I actually show um, HNLC regular show. But hey, it was a blessing for you guys to be with me on this early morning, uh, this early morning report here. Kind of got stuck there on this early morning report. You hear what the word of God had to say that's coming from the kingdom. God, look, I love you guys. We bless you guys. Merry Christmas to you, to all of you.